What's going on, guys and gals? Welcome to episode 94 of the WordPress Games Cast, brought to you by theworkprint.com. As always, I'm your host, Rob, and I'm being joined by my faithful co-host, Bilal. What's up, Bilal? You know, it is the month of Ramadan, so everything is faithful now, uh, especially this podcast. Um, praise and glory be on everyone. <laughs> no, uh, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Uh, we're almost done with the first week of fasting. Um, it's been interesting, especially with the child. I feel like I have zero time to myself anymore. Uh, and that does not make for a lot of fun at times. But we are watching a lot of TV at night, which is nice. Yeah, actually, I've been watching a decent amount of TV as well. Uh, and have I've been you... playing... No, go ahead. I was going to say, have you been keeping up with Halo? I watched episode... Yes, I watched episode two. It's only been two episodes so far, right? Yeah, yeah. so I'm all caught up. Uh, I have not seen the second episode of Moon Knight. That I am, uh, you know, granted that was just, what, this morning at yeah. 12 a.m. because Disney Plus hates me. And... Uh, but I have been catching up on other things like uh i told you speaking of ramadan religion i've been catching up on midnight mass the I've, netflix series yeah i really enjoyed by manor the previous series from uh flanagan and i'm also a big rahul kohli fan oh yeah and so ever since uh i zombie i've just been following him and it's the same reason i watched those uh what are those netflix movies with rose mcirer uh the, oh like, the um, princess ones um yeah the christmas the christmas princess movie yeah yeah so, yeah something along those lines um the same reason i watched those is because i loved i zombie so much um but i have been playing it's not just been tv i have been playing a lot of games the problem is is i've been playing a ton of old games that i talk about <laughs> every week <laughs> mostly actually here's the problem you know the problem is is that Sometimes having friends hurts your gaming experience because I I I always check the app, uh, the Xbox app before I hop on to play anything, and I see my friends on. I want to go play with them, you know. So it means I don't get to play some of the newer releases, especially if they're single player. Yeah, a Christmas Prince. That's the movie I was thinking, and so and a Christmas Prince two and a Christmas Prince three. I think I think I've seen all of them. the Princess Switch switched again. Oh, no, those are a Christmas Prince, the Royal Baby. Yes, that is a Christmas Prince. The Chris, the the <laughs> other one you were talking about, the, the Christmas Royal Wedding as well. Switch I mean, are there? <laughs> is hold on, you're confusing. You're 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 crossing two different genres. There's three, a Christmas Prince ones. There's okay. like a Christmas There's, Prince, a Royal Wedding, what? and then the, the baby. Yes. Yes, and then you're thinking of the Princess Switch, which is the Vanessa Hudgens <laughs> Netflix rom com franchise. Uh, Netflix is out here creating their own MCU yeah. with Christmas <laughs> <Yeah>. movies. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, so I've been playing a lot of Fortnite now that no build is a permanent mode. And that's been a good time playing with the guys. It's funny because while, yes, I always want to win. I'm just, um, that's how I am. I'm mm -hmm. competitive and I tend to get on these guys sometimes for decisions that I think are boneheaded. But I care way less and I'm having, I'm more, it's for me, yeah, I want to win, but I'm, I would much rather like have fun. So I want to like push, be aggressive, uh, see how many kills we can get, that kind of stuff. And so that's been a lot of fun in Fortnite, man. It's I play it completely different than I play any other battle royale, and it it's it's been great. Uh, I've also played a little bit of Smite, a little bit of Apex, but 
it's mostly been Fortnite with the guys when they're all on. I even played a little bit of Rocket League. Like it's just been, I don't know. It's been I've been all over the place. The one thing that is new that I have hit a significant amount of time on and have been focusing on, and it's funny because it's also a multiplayer game, but I've been playing it mostly solo, is uh, Tiny Tina's Wonderland. Mm-hmm. I think I'm probably about two thirds of the way through, although I oh, think wow. it's kind of, kind of hard to tell just because of the structure of that game and it being pseudo open world, right? Like uh, there's definitely a linear mainline path, but there's so many side quests on your way and it's just a matter of how much you engage in that stuff. It's how long that game is going to take. But I'm somewhere around level 26, I think, uh, as my player level. And I've been mostly mainlining, taking a detour here and there. And I, I, if I had to assume I'm 10 and 11 hours into the game, somewhere around that. And so, yeah, I've really, really been enjoying it, man. It, it really is just more Borderlands. There are changes that I think are, are fantastic that probably aren't going to stick around. Like the fact that you have spells instead of grenades. I think the spells are way more fun than grenades in Borderlands have ever been. You know, mm-hmm. um, of course, when we get to Borderlands 4, that's not going to stay around because it only works in this setting. It being the imagination of Tiny Tina and being this Dungeons and Dragons uh, type game. It's bunkers and badasses, right? Is yeah, what bunkers the, and badasses. Yeah. And so I know there's some people out there who also don't love uh, Tiny Tina as a character. I I do. <laughs> I think she's I think she's super dumb in in yeah. all the the good ways and uh, super cheesy and over the top. Uh, I, I'm, I'm with you on that. Like I, I can get why you might not like it. Um, yeah. and, and and that's fine. And not everything is for everyone. Right. Um, and I, I don't think she has been offensive in any manner. Uh, maybe earlier on, but right, from, yeah, yeah. from Wonderlands, <laughs> uh, it's been better. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, it, it comes down to personal taste at the end of the day. And sometimes you just need wacky, crazy fun. Yeah, uh, and that's that's what I've been getting yeah. from this man. I, I talked about it how after playing Elden Ring, after playing Tunic, like this is kind of what I needed. Mm-hmm. It's something that I can just go in there if I want to be mindless and just have a good time. Um, I, my one complaint is I don't, I haven't found, I, I shouldn't say that, only recently have I found weapons that like I actually have enjoyed that have been, you know, fun for my play style and, and have felt powerful. I definitely feel like the loot has been toned down. I think part of the problem is in Borderlands 3, they gave you such good loot out the gate. And so fre- frequently with the high tier of loot you, you could get that uh, it seems like they've pumped the brakes on that a little bit. I'm also excited to see what the end game content is. I, I think by this time next week, I'll, I'll be all wrapped up with that. And hopefully I'll actually be wrapped up with Ghostwire Tokyo as well. I haven't played much okay. more of that, just a little bit. But again, that's another one of those games where I'm just enjoying... I find them relaxing, uh, which to some people isn't the greatest thing, right? Uh, those of you looking for a challenge, I mean, granted, a Tiny Tina's Wonderlands has a higher difficulty uh, level. I don't know what it's like on there. But Have you uh, managed to play co-op at all, or has it just been solo experience for you? I played a little bit of co-op. The problem is, is I played a little bit of co-op with Matt, and <laughs> yeah, I know, I know how Matt plays. No, it's not even that. It's I'm he hops into my world because my party's open. So he hops into my world. I'm already on a quest. And he's just like in la- in his own La La Land. Like he's not <laughs> he's not coming over and helping me. He by the time he gets to me, I've already gotten 90% of the boss's health down. And there was a situation where he's in my game. 
he I'm like halfway through this quest line in this area where I've traveled fairly far away from the fast travel point and he pulls us out of there and I didn't even see the countdown because you know how the countdown pops up yeah well I think there's I, I, I don't know if I just didn't notice it because I was in the middle of action or I also had a situation where it just wasn't popping up even though I could hear the noise mm-hmm. and so yeah, he just and doesn't say anything. Just pulls us back to the like main hub area, the main you know uh, town, and so that wasn't great. How uh, how do you have it set up for loot? Because I know there's two different loot. I modes. always do cooperative. They've done okay. that for. I think they introduced that in. Might have introduced it in Borderlands Two. I think it was there before Borderlands Two, uh, before Borderlands Three. But for sure, it was in Borderlands Three. And uh, yeah, I think that I I think that's the way to play, man. Honestly. Yeah. Uh, you don't want to be I, fighting. Uh, I don't want to be fighting. Not yeah. with those loot yeah, vacuums, I, you know, that we that we're friends yeah. with, because they immediately will stop whatever's going on and just suck it all up. Yeah. For those that aren't aware, in um, when you start up a new game, you have a choice of selecting two different cooperative modes. Um, one that like everyone gets their own loot, kind of like a Destiny, or um, it's free for all, kind of where yeah. loot drops and whoever runs their person picks it up, it's theirs. Yep. Uh, and so. I can only imagine what that, what kind of chaos that could show <laughs> in a group of friends. Um, but yeah, I've been I've been enjoying enjoying it. Honestly, I like the fantasy setting. I like the aesthetic where they have you traveling on what looks like an overhead view of almost like a a board game, as if somebody had gone through the trouble of laying out a a dungeon map, and you're this almost like a minifig, right, traveling across the land. Um, I also really like the fact that you can customize, and this is something that won't be in future Borderlands, at least not mainline ones, is that there's a character creator and you can go in there and you can make, you know, it, it's very Agreed. detailed. Yeah, like, very yeah, detailed. Yeah. And so I got in there and I made a, a sorceress of sorts. I picked the like spell class. And I have now... <laughs> gotten to the point where i've unlocked a bunch of cosmetics for her uh in playing that now she looks like this anime cat warrior sorceress <laughs> and it's awesome like that's it's awesome. so my character is, looks so good right now and that's a that's a great feeling I, I think that's a i always loved kind of the outfits that you can unlock in for your borderlands characters and seeing how you can mix and match and make them look as outlandish as you want or or you know people talk I mean, about I, I, talk I, I, about like from games, you know, there's the fashion yeah. fashion souls that people are into, and Borderlands does that as well, and I love it, man. Yeah, I mean, I mean uh, any game that gives you loot, like fashion, ends up being a big part of it. Like some, yeah. and like if you're gonna have gear, you should always have um, what what's that? What do they call the system where you can just kind of copy over the appearance of an item and not and use like. You're not using its stats. You're just copying the. I know, I know. Oh God, I I'm drawing a blank on it. But you guys know what I'm talking about. Um, (laughs) Yeah, like I I always like I think Assassin's Creed had that problem too. Where Assassin's Creed um, they launched I think Origins and Odyssey, and it was just like, well, no, you can't. You have to just like you have this hodgepodge. You look like a mess. But everyone's like, yeah, but I want I want my character to look badass with this armor set, and it's just yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it, Uh, and so. Yeah, no, I think fashion is a big part of these games, especially when you're role-playing um, in a game that's actually about role-playing. Yeah, so, yeah. 
uh, th th that's pretty neat. Uh, no, I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad you managed to get some more time into it. I, it, it, it's been sitting there. I've had a, I've been having a very hard time lately of just being able to find time to game. Cause I, I don't know if it's the same for you. Um, for me, I like to have a chunk of time to sit down and play. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, where it feels satisfying uh, I, I there are times where i turn on the xbox so like i'll fire up elden ring and then like i don't even get like five ten minutes in and like my son might need my attention or someone might need my attention i'm like this isn't great like if i'm lucky i can get like maybe 20 30 minutes or yeah. in the back of my mind it, it, somebody might just call me over and it's just been difficult finding time you know um, to do all it, that you know, it's funny. I talk, I've talked about this on the podcast before. Yeah. I like games where you can sit down and you can play for, you know, 10, 20 minutes and get in there. Mm -hmm. But I like it in the context of, oh, I'm, I can go in there, play a little bit, and then my friends pop on and I can go play this other game for two hours, right? Yeah. Like, I am very much like a, yeah, sit down. This is my gaming session. That's yeah. part of the reason why most of my gaming happens late at night. You know, after this podcast, I go, I'm yeah. sitting down there for a couple hours and, and getting it in. Um, it's why when I was super addicted to Elden Ring, why I was sitting there and I was playing five hour sessions, you know, when I could. And so yeah. not getting a lot of sleep, but yeah, I finally got through the capital. I got to the mountaintops in Elden Ring, okay. um, took down that black blade kindred that comes flying down at you. Um, and I came across these ruins where these guys have like this frost and then there's like three of them and then you just kind of get like you just get wrecked and i was like yeah. I was like what just happened i was like i was like i'm pretty high level this shouldn't have happened uh, yeah. and so uh i haven't played since that encounter but uh i'm making my way through it i don't know if it's i don't know if it's just been it's you know it's been over a month since Elden ring has come out uh, i don't know if i'm just feeling the long tail end of fatigue for this game or if mm -hmm. i'm just like I've been playing Elden Ring for a really long time yeah. now. Uh, I'm still enjoying it. I just kind of want to get to the end now um, and just find the right chunk of time to do it. Uh, I, I know there's probably still 30 hours waiting for me. <laughs> I mean, there kind of is. Yeah. But uh, I also it's see that... 30 hours. I also see that uh, you've got something else listed on here. Yeah. Um, so last week we talked about the PlayStation uh, Plus... Uh, expansion into three t tiers there's the yeah. what was it essential oh god <laughs> let me pull i think it's tiers. essential one of them is premium but i think that's the top tier it's essential extra 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 and premium. yeah i almost said uh, playstation plus <laughs> plus yeah so one of the things that was announced alongside of that was hey um with the when the new PlayStation Plus service launches, PlayStation Now will transition into a new PlayStation Plus offering. Uh, PS Now customers will migrate over to PlayStation Plus Premium, the highest tier, with no increase to their current subscription fees at launch. I was like, oh, cool, um, whatever. But you know, we talked about it. Like, oh, you know, do we really need this? Like, you and I game on the Xbox mostly. Yeah, and then Wario sixty four over the weekend tweets out. I saw a this. Link, uh, like, and, and to put it into context, um, PS Now subscriptions kind of disappeared off of um, Sony's page. You could only get like one month subscriptions at that point. The twelve month was gone, and the twelve month was sixty dollars. Uh, PlayStation Plus Premium for a year uh, is one hundred twenty dollars. So, uh, Wario sixty four found some back end link where you can basically go in and it like auto renews your PS Plus. I have. P or not ps plus playstation PS now. now yeah yeah 
I have PlayStation now through 2026. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't need to worry. And I was just like, yeah. I was like, I, I'm like, even if I don't play my PS5 much, I always like keeping that subscription up just so I can get the free games and yeah. the dabble. And my, I was like, I mean, I, I have, like, I have PlayStation plus my, yeah. my problem is I just, that I don't care about the back catalog, you know, like I, yeah, I, I, I there are that. times there are times where that kind of stuff is cool. Like I love the fact that I was able to play, um, the original Psychonauts before hopping into Psychonauts Two on the Xbox. But that is so few and far between where I do something like that, and so it just doesn't do anything for me. I know there are people out there that are super excited about it, and I I get it for them. This is this is great, but not I, I, having day and date new releases yeah. on there is just kind of a no go for me. So I, I'm hoping somewhere between now and 2026. That, yeah, that I, I do. And I'm just yeah. Like, I'm like, yeah. Um, I, I do wonder. I don't know. They have such a dedicated fan base. I mean, not for nothing. You and I aren't the biggest. Uh, so I mean, I don't think we're fanboys of any of the 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 platforms, but we definitely do do most of our gaming on on Xbox. Nevertheless, we still purchase almost and play almost every first t- party title on yeah. Sony that comes out, and so. Um, but I they have like, such a dedicated fan base that I I just feel like. I feel like they're going to do huge numbers and continue to say that they have no reason to. Yeah. No, no I, I agree with you. And, like, the thing with the back catalog stuff is, like, sometimes you just want to go back and play something um, that you might have missed or that that's available because a sequel is coming out. Um, you know, like Monkey Island. <laughs> All right, let's jump in. I was, that's yeah. not the one I was going to jump into, but yeah. let's jump into that one. I almost... Yeah. I, okay. Well, I, then we're going to hop to the other one because... Yeah. Uh, yeah, so New Monkey Island game. All right, first off, let's get to the news. All right, New yeah. Monkey Island game, Return to Monkey Island, arriving in 2022 from original creator Ron Gilbert. Uh, let's see. Ron Gilbert on September 19, 2013, tweeted, If I ever get to make another Monkey Island, I'm going to announce it on April 1st. And he did just that. Uh, he announced it. Uh, on his personal website on April Fool's Day. It's the sixth entry in the critically acclaimed point-and-click comedic adventure series. It's co-written by Gilbert and Dave Grossman, who previously worked on Tales of Monkey Island, as well as the first two Monkey Island games. The game will be developed by Terrible Toy Box, who released Thimbleweed Park in 2014. Um, I, it's funny. Have I you the Monkey Islands? No, because I never... Yeah. So, first off, one... I, PC gaming just wasn't a thing for me uh, yeah. until like way later. Uh, I used to have educational PC games. Um, yeah, Tom I think. Tank I, and Drain, yeah, Peter Rabbit. Yeah, there's this actually one... whatever you could play on Nick's Nickelodeon's <laughs> website. Those are the games I played, like in the browser. Neo, Neopets. Clip, oh yeah, no, definitely did some Neopets. Definitely did some Neopets. Best. Uh, but yeah, no, PC gaming just wasn't a thing for me. The closest was I would go to my cousin's house and play Unreal Tournament on on the computer they had there. Yeah. Um. And so it wasn't until like college and actually not probably like law school where I started actually playing on PC and it's because of League of Legends. So, uh, yeah, I never played any of these. I also didn't get into point and click adventures until Mm -hmm. way later on. Uh, and even then I I only, I think games like Telltale's Walking Dead and, and that style of, you know, point and click adventure you know, mm-hmm. uh, game kind of ruined the point and click genre for me. Because when I tried to go back and play some older ones, like some of the same and Max, and what is they're on Xbox 
now because now they own Double Fine. I tried to play Grim Fandango and I downloaded the other one, Day of the Tentacle. Day of Ten- yeah, Day of the and Day. I started to play them and it's just, I, I just can't do the up, randomly yeah, clicking yeah. all over the place. Yeah, and uh, the, so I know I have Monkey Island 1 and 2 Special Edition from Games of Gold from mm-hmm. years ago. Uh, they're probably sitting in my library somewhere. Um, but it's that thing. I know I fired up that first Monkey Island at some point, and I was like, okay, where do I go? Spent 20 minutes just, like, unsure what to do, and then was like, I can go play anything else right now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so I think I think with this news, I do want to be... I, I want to be excited for this because there just seems to be a lot of people that are excited. Yeah, I mean, writing is right. great. The characters are fun. Um, and, and so and, since it seems like it's a sequel to the first two, that doesn't seem like a long commitment to make at some point this year. I, I do think, though, that if they modernize it a little bit and make it a little bit less obscure and obtuse, yeah. I, I think that... Or maybe whatever. I'm, you know what like it is? A, a arrow I'm at, pointing somewhere. Like, or, if you want to go to y- this screen you and know, figure something out. I'm at a point in my life where if I'm vibing with something on a narrative or visual level, and mm-hmm. but for whatever reason, like it's just being obscure and stuff like that, I'm, I'm, I'll whip out the guide. It's fine. Yeah. Whatever. Let's do it. You know? And so I, I, I'm willing to be open-minded about this and definitely give it a shot. You know, know, last week you mentioned in Tunic towards the end, you just kind of turned on like no fail mode. uh, Yeah. I think you said. Yep. Uh, I was playing a little bit of that and I uh, I died against the enemy and I was like, this this is just so frustrating. I was like, 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 I I just, I kind of just want to make progress because I'm enjoying like the puzzles because like I I went through one area, I popped out right next to another. I was like, I was like, there was a shortcut here the entire time. Uh, And that game game really messes with you in great ways. (laughs) And um, the the best parts of that game, in my opinion, are separate from the combat. So I totally don't think. Yes, right. I, I, Sometimes I just don't want to be sitting there banging my head. And so, like, I'm with you. Like, if you need to pull up a guide, pull up a guide. Um, it's, uh, it's, like, why waste your time trying try yeah. to figure something out? Absolutely. All right. So, speaking of sequels and old games coming back, we are actually getting remakes of Max Payne and Max Payne 2 from Revenue and Rockstar. This is crazy. Remini- this out so of nowhere. The studio announced to, earlier today, actually, that's remaking Max Payne and Max Payne 2, the fall of Max Payne, uh, in coordination with Rockstar Games. For those who don't know, Rockstar Games actually, or 2K, was it Rockstar themselves or 2K? One of them grabbed the license to the Max Payne franchise, and they made Rockstar 3, which is uh, Rockstar 3. <laughs> Max Payne 3, which is a huge departure from the Max Payne franchise as far as the way it played and its tone and stuff like that. I actually enjoyed Max Payne uh, 3 because it still had like bullet time and stuff like that. Uh, but it was definitely a very different type of game. <laughs> Max, Much more action. Max Payne 3 was like, I enjoyed it, but I hated it at the same time. Because yeah. that was back in the day when like achievement hunting was a big thing. And so I was like, <laughs> let me start this game on hard. And uh, I'm going to play through it on hard so I have one less playthrough to do. And you just got to like, near the end of the game where you're like in the favelas and there's a guy there's just guys with like a wife beater on and their bullets they're eating so many bullets (laughs) yes i'm like like, why won't you die i'm like this guy over here's armored i understand why it takes 50 bullets to kill him but you you should just take one bullet and die. you're calling white tank tops you're saying those aren't uh armored 
So <laughs> Max Payne and Max Payne 2 will be released as a single standalone title on PC, PlayStation 5, and Xbox Series, and will feature a budget similar to Remedy's other AAA projects. Did you play the first two? The remakes. So here, he, I was trying to think about this earlier when this news came out. My my younger brother loved the first mm-hmm. two, and I remember playing the first one, and I think I beat the first one, but I don't think I ever beat the second or played the second one. I think that's right. I think that's my history with it. And honestly, because I can't remember anything about that first one outside of the the bullet time and the just like noir nature uh, of the tone. Hobo, wasn't it Hoboken? <laughs> Or yeah, three. <laughs> uh, mm, I don't, I don't remember. But I, uh, so because of that, I'm actually really excited about this, especially if yeah. they're like well done remakes. I am a hundred percent in. Um, I, you have to imagine that if they're going to feature a budget similar to the other projects they're working on right now, that the time will be put in. And we've also, I mean, Quantum Break have, was very Max Payne, wasn't it? Did it have uh, a bullet time to it? No. I feel like one of the Remedy games so, definitely Quantum, had bullet Quantum, time. Quantum Break, I can't remember if they had bullet time, but Quantum Break, I mean, messed with time itself. You know, that, yeah. like all your abilities were kind of based around that. And so in a sense, maybe there was a bullet time aspect to it. I don't remember. It's been so long. I don't remember. But um, but I mean, we're we're in a time right now where remakes, AAA remakes, we talked about, I feel like, like I said, we've talked about this before. But like the Resident Evil remakes have set a new standard for what we expect in remakes and what remakes can be. Uh, they're no longer just quick cash grabs. And I think it's great when you pin in the time to, for people who do want to go back, people like me who don't remember anything about the, the games because I played that first one once, beat it. And then that second one, I, I don't think I ever actually played it. And then there's, you know, new generations you can introduce it to. And, that, and in my opinion, that's the best way to do it, you know? Yeah. Um, it's so funny how video games is seeming to get this so right where other mediums like movies, for example, are, are still continue to do so poorly when it comes to remakes. Yeah. Um, or like relaunches of like series yeah. and stuff. It's, yeah. it, it, it is very, it, it, it's funny because like a lot of times you hear, oh, like we're doing a spinoff of the show or, uh, we're bringing this back and everyone's like, why are you, why are you touching it? It doesn't need to be touched. But when yeah. video games happen, it's just like. Well, no, like the technology has increased in yep. such a dramatic fashion. Uh, it might be just unique to this industry um, at the end of the day, because I don't, maybe outside of like a very old movie, I, I don't really see any any other industry that could really go in and like really spruce things up. But even yeah. like you look at Jurassic Park and Lord of the Rings, I don't think if you went back and did those again today, like, they would be better because technology has improved. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, so yeah, no, I'm, I'm excited to see when those actually release and what kind of uh, response they get. You know, it is uh, for, uh, it does need to be said, because now that we're talking about Rockstar being involved in this, that we did just get that really bad GTA remaster. Although there is a difference yeah. between remaster and remakes. And so, that's why I'm excited is because it is being called a remake with a big budget versus a, a remaster. I am yeah. kind of worried, though, that Remedy is starting to stretch itself a bit thin, considering it's a seem like they have a lot of projects yeah, that they're working on. But uh, we'll see. I mean, I'm excited. All right. Yeah, let's... If my understanding was correct off the press release, too, it is uh, Rockstar is handling like all the development costs and budgets and whatnot. 
and then Remedy recoups essentially everything after that. <laughs> okay. Um, in terms of royalties. All right. Nice. Okay. So let's get this show back on track with our <laughs> our doc that we use. Elden Ring patch brings Radon back to full strength. I can't believe people out there were getting an easy fight. Uh, this actually kind of bothers. Is it weird that it kind of bothered me? <laughs> yeah. So update 1.03 on March 17th inadvertently nerfed some of his attacks. Um, and now it looks like he is back to full strength. 90% of his attacks killed you in one hit. <laughs> yes. Especially depending on when you got in there. Uh, yeah. I do think that, that that fight in particular is very like, once you understand what you should be kind of doing and, and how to make the fight a little bit easier, it's not that bad of a fight. Um, and obviously, <laughs> I beat this well before the 1.03 patch. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, I don't know. There's something finding out that it, he was accidentally inadvertently nerfed kind of bothers me. Uh, so I'm glad that he's back yeah. to full strength. Um, it's so silly because I always like get on people who are like gatekeeping <laughs> these games and stuff like that and talking about whether or not you're playing them right. And it is a cool fight. And just to, like, if it be, I think like it's a cool fight. It was hyped up for a reason. Um, and seeing it play out the right way, I think is a big factor of that. Cause like yeah. lore wise, he is probably one of the strongest, the, the strongest demigod in the game um uh i mean the dude's literally holding back stars as he fights he, he stops like the entire space around the planet or wherever you are yeah um, it, it is really neat um yeah so you know i'm, I'm glad they, they patched it but it's not an impossible fight you just need, like rob said you just need to figure out what exactly you need to do yeah, yeah. And it's funny because uh, actually this article points out two two different strategies. One I didn't even know about. And that's the problem is I always have a hard time finding out what bosses are actually susceptible to just because of the way I, I, I played. I feel like there aren't a ton that are susceptible to magic. And, and so I, uh, as far as bosses are concerned, I should say. Mm -hmm. And so I never got some of these... Uh, big chunks of health off the, the same way some people do using like bleed and and and, and rot like that all right next bit of news uh epic games launches unreal engine 5 so en unreal engine 5 is now available to download epic games announced yesterday to this past tuesday and we've already gotten we've already i mean they've been talking about unreal engine 5 for what since the consoles launched right yeah um and we got that matrix resurrections demo that they released on the console to kind of mess around and see what unreal engine was like but now it's officially launched um and i mean it, it is what it so, is right yeah yeah so uh here's the thing there's a bunch of games already in development um, yes. using unreal engine 5 like probably and, some sort of alpha or beta version of it yes. now that's officially re released this means that those games are now one step closer uh, those features that they've been using, things have been developed to a point where these games can, uh, it, it's on your roadmap. Uh, that is something the Markov has complete. And I'm telling you, working at a streaming company where you're like, why can't, why can't Netflix? Why can't Peacock? Why can't somebody just do this? It's because there's so many different people involved, so many different companies and parties, like it needs to be done properly. And so the fact that Unreal Engine 5 is out, 
and people can now start putting out games on this. It, it this in my eyes, this is the mark of like, hey, we are ready for next gen games. Yes, like, no, absolutely, uh, absolutely. And, and I'm very excited to see what we what comes out of this. Yeah. Like you know, we hear about DLSS and um, I forget what AMD's solution is called. Uh, coming fidelity fx fx yeah i think that sounds right um like we it's, hear about those it's coming like to fss consoles. or something like that yeah like yeah. those are coming to consoles and like along with unreal engine 5 with everything it can do and like some of the tech demos we've already seen especially i think early on on the ps5 or i'm not sure if it's a forespoken demo but the one where they're gliding through the level like that deserty level with all the ruins and stuff like that that stuff looks amazing. I never would have imagined um, graphical fidelity of that kind. Yeah, and, I mean, and, and with this announcement also yeah. came a, a bunch. You saw a couple of developers showing off what they've been working on. I know the Coalition showed like a high-res model of a Gears of War character. And yeah, it looks unbelievable. I mean, we talked about it when that uh, Matrix demo came out. Like just moving around in there, it's insane just what this is capable of you know now whether or not when games actually come out and because games can look great but they also have to play great too right and that takes uh, a little bit more processing power than just putting out a tech demo and so i am excited to see games actually come to fruition and see what can be made of it now epic had already announced i think uh at the start of this season of fortnite that they had transitioned to development on the unreal engine 5 for fortnite itself and so, um, I, it, it's funny. Epic doesn't release a ton of games anymore. They've kind of they've kind of gone the Valve route, right? Where yeah. Valve saw they they're making all their money on Steam, right? Uh, there's no reason to put in the development costs. Whereas Epic is like, hey, we make a killing off of Fortnite. We can just uh, like buy other studios and, and I, have them. I forgot to include the story because it was more of a tweet by the time i saw it but valve and xbox not no, valve uh epic and xbox raised 144 million with that ukraine yes uh, deal that's absolutely yeah. insane could you just and, imagine and I, any company being like here here's 144 million there's like yeah. we don't need it yeah and they did that in the, they did that in a month oh my god they don't they don't need to make games <laughs> right yeah um, and it's actually one of the games that is coming is it's been announced that a new Tomb Raider is coming built on Unreal Engine 5. It's now in development at Crystal Dynamics. Developers said the next Tomb Raider will be built using Epic Games newly launched Unreal Engine 5 to deliver next level storytelling and gameplay experiences. Um, this is a change from Crystal Dynamics using its own proprietary engine for recent Tomb Raider games. They also stated that they just started development and that their goal is to push the envelope of fidelity and to deliver, deliver the high-quality cinematic action-adventure franchise that fans deserve from both Crystal Dynamics and the Tomb Raider franchise. Now, again, I, I'm super excited that uh, Crystal Dynamics is making another Tomb Raider game. I love that those three that they recently released, that kind of like, you know, reboot of the franchise. Uh, this is still a ways away. I think one of the reasons for an announcement like that and to say that they're using unreal engine 5 you'll see a lot of developers announce games and then announce that they're using you know unity or unreal engine 5 and the reason they do that is because that's how they entice talent to come and work for them you know yeah. is if you're already familiar with unreal engine then you can come over here and 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 and, and kind of pick things up and be able to work 
Uh, speaking of like recruiting talent, it was also announced that uh, Jeff Ross, who was the lead, who led development of Days Gone at Sony's Ben Studio, uh, he announced that he has now joined Crystal Dynamics as game director, uh, although Ooh. he did not announce for which project. Um, and if I remember correctly, Crystal Dynamics is also working on The Perfect Dark. They are uh, with with with, 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 with Microsoft. Yes, right. Yep. Aiding. Yes. So they are aiding uh, the yeah. uh, the primary development developer, the initiative on the new Perfect Dark game. This more or less says to me that uh marvel's avengers is done i mean we're yeah. just not we're just not gonna get we might get another character too we're just not gonna get content on on the same scale as war for wakanda in the future uh and it's kind of a bummer you know i i really do think that they dropped the ball when it came to their half-baked live if, service component if they of that. just left it as a single player game yeah it, it'd be a completely I think, different i yes. think guardians of the galaxy would be singing a different tune in terms of sales numbers i a hundred percent agree uh, just uh, i also i think i think marvel's avengers would have had higher sales numbers yeah. just off the back of that alone it, it, um, you know you know the thing that i find surprising through all this mm -hmm. now that you mentioned avengers is i i think we take for granted how good certain uh game developers are doing live service games especially like epic with fortnite destiny Destiny has gone through it, uh, its cycles with, you know, Bungie has learned and then yeah. made mistakes and whatnot. But, like, they still know what that core thing is to keep that player base there. You know, seeing the turmoil with, like, Gran Turismo 7, seeing the turmoil <laughs> with, yeah. um, uh, you know, like, uh, Avengers, like you said, and yeah. even, like, Babylon's oh, Fall uh, oh, for Square. Well, not just that, but even, yeah. like, and I hate to say this, but, like, Halo Infinite, you know, as yeah. good as I think that game is, uh, as far as like pure gameplay is concerned, as far as the content roadmap, they have they have dropped the ball on that. Now, I think that's a situation where they can still salvage that, pick it back up, you know, and all that really the, needs. As is, long as the gameplay is solid, you yes, can right. offer. Whereas, um, whereas the problem is, is that yeah, Marvel's Avengers just doesn't. I think at its core, there just wasn't focus and the content there. I think if they had just said, we are. Uh, releasing the single player component and then we will release new characters with new like story components like they did because that, that was the best part of everything they added right in my opinion is when they added uh kate bishop and and clint like their story missions were the best part of that everything else was was just not up to snuff and so i really do think that yeah this is the the uh final days <laughs> of marvel's avengers and I think the other thing too with Unreal Engine Five is it's a standard engine for an industry. Like you know, Unreal Engine has it has a pedigree to it. Uh, you know, if somebody is using it, there's a support from Epic on it. Uh, developers yeah. can work with the studio if they're running into any issues. When it's your own engine, it takes years to develop, years to perfect. It it might not be adaptable in the way you need it to. Like. Look at all the issues EA ran into with Frostbite Engine. Like yeah. you heard nightmare scenarios with Anthem, with um, Mass Effect Andromeda, where like uh, the studios had to uh, use the engine in a way that it wasn't meant to be built and like modify it and uh, create something proprietary. And it's extra work that they need to do to get this done. Mm -hmm. Or using something like Unreal Engine could have probably saved them a whole lot of time. Uh, and that's just. You know, this is just me spitballing there with that. Right. But I think the thing with Unreal Engine is, 
once your game, I think, hits a certain amount of sales, um, uh, dollars-wise, uh, a certain amount of goes to Epic uh, based off that. I think that's how the license works for Unreal Engine. And so a lot of studios are like, why pay Epic when we can build our own engine? And, you know, I right. think last generation we saw a lot of big studios stumble uh, using their own. Uh, even like Square, they I think Luminous Engine finally... Um, uh, what's forespoken is <laughs> we'll finally get to see uh, uh, the games running on that. It, it's not easy to do. Um, and so this is big. And I think the next, this next, these next couple of years, as more of these Unreal Engine 5 games come out, we'll really see what these co consoles are capable of. All right. Well, we mentioned them a little bit earlier. Valve. Valve is ramping up Steam Deck orders. Uh, more orders to ship out in the coming months. Good to hear. Uh, the company started ramping up fulfillment for the console on Monday, according to a tweet from Valve. And those who pre-ordered the console will be getting more emails about order availability weekly. I think right now, it seems like people who originally were set in Q2, those are the ones who uh, are starting, will be getting their, their consoles, you know, sooner rather than later. I, ugh, man, I just, I keep looking at this thing and I keep thinking like, I don't need this. I don't need v this, v but it too, Rob. seems <laughs> it seems really cool. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm I'm with you. V two, I'm in. Let's do it. Um, but yeah, I mean, look, there's not there's not a lot of much to to say here, you know, except for the fact that I think we are seeing more and more um, companies figuring out how to get away around some of the supply constraints. Uh, even like we don't have a story for it here, but even. Now it looks like it's becoming a lot easier to get your hands on an Xbox Series console. I mean, the Series S uh, has, yeah, I think, that's really for the most available. part, it's fairly available. And the Series X, although it does go out of stock every here and there, has been much easier to get. I um, was able to go to Amazon and Walmart and be able to add it to a cart. I yep. didn't buy it, but the option is there. Yep. And so it, it that's a good sign to see. Even GPUs, I think. Uh, yes, I, I've been seeing a steady stream of like, hey, we've got yep. 3080 Ti if you want one. They're now like, huh. they don't, they don't, those still don't stay for that days. Long, yeah. yeah, yeah, but they are staying for hours, which is better than they've done, you know, up to this point. So no, it is, it is, it is good to see that. Um, but yeah, not much else to the story. Uh, next bit of news: THQ Nordic plans summer game showcase for August. This was surprising. Cause I I got this um, press release in my <laughs> inbox and I was like, I was like, what month are we in? <laughs> this is uh, this yeah. Is quite so early. no, well, so this is THQ Nordic's second such showcase and it promised to include several brand new games that will expand the company's portfolio into new genres with both licensed and original gaming experience. THQ Nordic's summer event will take place on August twelfth at three p.m. Eastern, and it will feature loads of announcements and first looks. This is not. This is surprising that we're getting this announcement kind of this early. It's not surprising considering that we just found out that E3 is officially canceled, and yeah. um, we're going to. I talked. We talked about this before. We're going to be seeing a ton of this kind of stuff. This is where everybody's going to be doing right. Is everybody is going to have their own showcase? Um, I, I can only hope that companies have learned lessons from showcases in the past. They have. They just find a way to make them tight with enough content there um and they don't just bloat them because that that's the part 
E three itself was already bloated at times, right? We got yeah. some of those keynotes that we would get, and some of those press conferences that we get. Square would do was just like yeah, it was just you, bad. What are, yeah. what are you doing? Yes, like... exactly. And so I just don't want. I, I at least it was all condensed to like yeah. a weekend, you know. Yeah, and I think and now even it, when like Jeff Keighley mentioned Summer's Game Fest, a lot of people yeah. were like, "Hey, don't do the entire summer." try to condense into like a yeah. week if you can yeah uh and i think he was responding back saying uh, i think he's looking at the month of june for all that mm -hmm. stuff but like i think j one month is fine but yeah. like i agree with you if we can get it all in one week it'll be yeah. <laughs> much now, more ideal now don't get me wrong it probably works out better for us because then we have stuff to talk about every week during the summer yeah. instead of having a nine hour podcast uh you love you love it <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, I don't know. It, uh, hey, I, I'm always hyped for new games, and I'm always interested in uh, licensed titles and, and kind of see what we get, even though so many of them break my heart. Speaking of breaking uh, my heart... Uh, I, just, I, I just want to say one last thing. Yeah. Uh, I really want to see a Biomutant 2. Uh, I know that yeah, game... You talked about it, that you thought it had Biomutant. potential. Yeah, I, I, I would love to see the opportunity come out of THQ Nordic. Um, so this next story, new Ghost Recon in development as Ubisoft moves on from Breakpoint NFT controversy. So this headline is misleading. Okay. So uh, this headline, it makes it imply that they have no plans now for NFTs, <laughs> almost as if they have backed away from it, but they have it. Actually, in their announcement, they've more or less doubled down on NFTs and promised that they'll be coming, they'll be adding them to uh, more games. And so they they stated uh, the last four months marked the release of our final piece of content, the brand new Operation Motherload mode. Tons of new items, including 20th anniversary iconic outfits and Quartz items. Quartz is their NFT uh, items for Ghost Recon Breakpoint. We will continue to maintain our servers for both Ghost Recon Wildland and Ghost Recon Breakpoint, and we truly hope you will continue to enjoy and have fun playing in solo or co-op with your friends. Now, I have to see if is this the they also mentioned that in here. Hold on. Um, all right, so no, it's not in here. But they also they basically had a statement that said, and it might have been like an email they sent out to players and stuff like that that. Like you've made history <laughs> with these oh, NFT yes. uh, and we will continue to, you know, pit them in future titles and, and stuff like that. Um, and so. I I mean. Oh, wait, here we go. Uh, so, yeah, uh, you own a piece of the game have left your mark in its history. And in the meantime, the publisher is currently hiring for a number of new blockchain related roles like they this is i don't know man well ubisoft it is was, like is, is turning into one of the biggest bummers for me just because i've always yeah. loved them as a, a, a development and a, a developer and publisher i love the titles that they're home to but then we started getting reports of you know kind of the treatment of employees and the treatment of female employees at the studio and then then all this nft and just the tone deafness of all of it right it's just like what what are they doing they're really really out here you know what it is is all these companies are out here competing with each other to be the horse <laughs> and i don't get it. It, it it's it's so bad uh, yeah. every time i heard the word web 3 i'm like what are you guys talking uh -oh. about 
Like, everyone's talking about a metaverse strategy, bringing your items from one game to the next. Um, Kotaku actually had a start, uh, other story I didn't add it to the list about um, this F1 NFT game that actually came out a few years ago um, is coming to a close. And guess what? All those NFTs you have, those cars, the drivers, you can't bring them over to another game. They're nope. actually offering you different items like in a different game instead. It's, and it's like, it, it, I, I don't know why people are buying into this. It, it doesn't, there's no... Unless someone I, makes is, the Oasis and proves uh, it as right. a concept and internet is free for everyone, I don't see how this yeah. works. <laughs> uh, listen, I'm not going to go off on my, my tangent right now yeah. about NFTs and, and and my thoughts on them because I, I'm constantly talking to people and getting into discussions on this, especially people like... Anyway, I don't want to get into it because I'm going to say some <laughs> things that I, I probably regret saying later um, about people. But anyway... On to some better news. Uh, Next week, Rob announces the work print NFT. Could you imagine? I just completely sell out. Let's talk about some of these subscription services that we pay for. Let's first start off with Nintendo Switch Online. So starting on April 15th, uh, a Nintendo Switch Online plus Expansion Pack members will get Mario Golf for the Nintendo 64. I, man, the amount of mario golf 64 that i played is absurd like i I actually never played this so it was that good oh i loved yeah i absolutely loved it's it's what made me fall in love with the mario golf franchise you know um i think in college we ended up getting our hands on uh uh 64 and we bought it from the place where we used to buy games that when they broke street date oh yeah yeah cash for games yeah place yep and so rest in peace and so, uh, and this is one of the titles that we ended up grabbing. Yeah, I, I absolutely love. This is really cool. I'm still not getting the expansion pack. Sorry. <laughs> I love, I love how I get like f- four years of PS Now, but I'm like, no, no to the expansion. Pack. Yeah, no, <laughs> nope. Um, I just don't. I still just don't see the yeah. the value there at at the cost at I what they're charging. Played one level of Kirby last week what makes you think i'm going to be playing six (laughs) yeah yeah uh now a service that i do use and use often is xbox and game pass and we've got the games coming soon we've got mlb the show 2020 uh 2022 or mlb the show 22 which is out now and they what they did with this game as well is the same thing they did with uh forza where they allowed you if you wanted the early access to buy like an expansion for it um, and I think they need to continue doing that. I think that's a genius idea. I think it's super yeah. smart. And it's another way to get money. Uh, you know, and I understand it's a business, but I think it's a smart way to get additional funds on top of subscriptions. Uh, available today is Cricket 22. Um, I actually know one person who plays these Cricket games. I, and so, I know a good... Because uh, I'm Pakistani, so mm-hmm, Cricket's mm-hmm. huge uh, in my culture. But I, I know a couple of people that would be right up. This will be right up their alley. Yep. Hey, like it's an it's an alternative sports game that's finally made available in the West. So, yeah, why not? It's why not give it a shot. Like you might actually like it. Um. On a side note, I'm a beast at cricket. By the way, are are you really? Um. Well, I was at the Rutgers campus. Uh. Oh, God, that the most dangerous game to play on on campus. Every time anyone played, it was just like someone's going to get beamed in the head or get yeah. in a library well, and so, have a glass <laughs> broken. So the way we played is we they took like a tennis ball and wrapped it in like black tape is the yeah. way they played. Uh, so it wasn't quite 
the same yeah. but nevertheless yeah i agree because i mean yes yeah people were I'm getting beamed were, for sure yeah i was surprised there weren't more incidents <laughs> yep um coming soon we've got chinatown detective agency coming april 7th dragon age 2 is uh coming to ea play in the cloud plants vs. zombies guard of warfare is coming to the cloud and star wars squadrons coming to the cloud on all those on april 7th oh, now for me squadrons so do i and i haven't finished it <laughs> i haven't started it oh i've played I'm it so but i haven't finished I'm so it excited how is it good i liked it it's a little bit more like <laughs> combat simmy than i anticipated oh uh, i like art actually like uh, yeah I, so what i wanted is i wanted uh skies no crimson skies but okay. star wars and it's Have not you quite that played jedi starfighter no oh if you mm, it might be available on game pass uh, or something if it was like xbox ps2 generation mm -hmm. if you can get your hands on it definitely play it it's so much fun got um, powers and stuff it's so good so for me the big title coming soon is life is strange true colors and that is coming april 12th no I, I no reason not to play it i absolutely loved it um it, i think this is the type of game that would work on, on the cloud as yeah. well if you want to play it that way and uh i it's one of the few games this past actually never mind it's a one of a handful of games last year i shouldn't even say a few games because i feel like there was a, a good number that would get me tearing up last year but uh i i absolutely loved it i think the performances in it is are absolutely fantastic and uh i, I play this game seriously uh panzer corpse 2 is coming to pc on april 12th uh the dungeon of nahubuck is coming april 12th this isn't the first time this this title has come up maybe it was a different announcement and i just look at it and and turn white in the face of the fact that i have to try to pronounce that do you know how to pronounce that i know uh but i think you're right it was available on cloud and console and now it's coming uh, to, to game pc Pass. all yeah, right PC game Pass. cool 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 and then Lost and Random is actually uh, a game that I'm excited to give a try. This is uh, a gothic fairy tale inspired action adventure where every citizen's fate is determined by the roll of a dice. It has a very Burton-esque art style to it. And I, um, you know, it's one of those things, and this is like the problem with the, the, the other side of the coin when it comes to subscription services like Game Pass where I know for sure a game's going to end up there, like these EA games are uh, end up there six months later. So if it's a game I'm on the fence for, I just wait until it comes out. And this is very much one of those ones that I was like, you know, piqued my interest, but uh, didn't dive uh, full in. Yeah. Um, let me see. Are there entry, any interesting DLC um, updates? Microsoft Flight Simulator World Update 8 brings uh, Portugal. Uh, Spain, Portugal... Gibraltar and Adora, and Dora, um, and that game is still magic to me. And it's available <laughs> in the cloud, so you don't need to do like a thirty hundred million gig download um, to play it. And uh, I think, and um, I think a big one as well is uh, Sea of Thieves announced Legends Week. They've hit one million pirate legends in the game, so they announced a special event uh, to celebrate that with in-game promotions. Uh, and sneak peeks at an upcoming Legend of the Veil Voyage. Uh, I think that's like an adventure. Uh, also, one of the things I want to point out is people really need to check on their ultimate perks because there are many times where there are um, 
some things that are worthwhile. I mean, Apex Legends constantly getting weapon charms in there, yeah. based usually based on different properties and uh, different EA games that come out. I download. We, I, I redeem every single one of them, even if I'm not yeah, playing. yeah, exactly. Uh, right now, you can get a 30 month free trial to Paramount Plus. So if you wanted to watch Halo, uh, my recommendation is just wait until all the episodes are out and then go ahead so and binge it with that 30 day free trial. If you wait till next week, because there's only six episodes of Halo. So if you wait till next week to redeem it, you should be able to at least catch it week by week. I don't know if this expires okay. anytime soon or not, how long this deal is valid for, uh, but that should get you through the end of Halo. Now, the, it's not listed on here, but there is also a perk for MLB The Show 22. Uh, I think they have a similar like my team mode. And so I think yeah. you get some card packs uh, if you redeem the perk that's on there. Now, as things enter, some things must go. Leaving April 15th, MLB The Show 21. Rain on Your Parade, The Long Dark Pathway, and then leaving April 18th, F1 2019. Uh, yeah, I did download <laughs> I did download 2021, and I'm actually going to plug in the wheel this weekend and give that a Ooh. shot with the wheel and see what that's like. There's a lot of customization you can do with it, um, mm -hmm. so definitely uh, mess around with that. And oh, yeah, There's a new uh, Halo Infinite uh, boost and challenge swaps. Yeah, I think that's what it is, though, just boost and yeah. challenge swap uh and that wraps up the news for this week uh a nice quick episode yeah. uh, this is what happens when i've only been playing one game and blah hasn't been playing any and so <laughs> no I, I, even on top of that it was like a quiet news week like that max Payne news dropped until uh, two three like, hours ago <laughs> yeah until i think today and yesterday yeah. were the only only news yeah. stories and also not for nothing but we did have our podcast on Thursday last week uh, because we missed the Wednesday date. So we are working on a shorter week as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, that wraps up the episode for this week. Thank you, everybody who popped in and, and hung out with us in chat. I love seeing you guys in here for the pre-show and actually seeing you guys during the show itself. Um, I always say that, in my opinion, the best way you could support us is to you know tell a friend if you enjoy what we do. And let's, let's build this community out, man. I would love to... Even if we just got to the point where there's, you know, dozens of us <laughs> on stream at, at one time, and then we could do some community game nights and actually play some games together. That That's the goal right now for me. That's like the short-term goal, I should yeah. say, uh, in my opinion, for the channel. Um, Balan, why don't you let people know where they can follow us so they can get that kind of info. Yeah. Uh, you guys can follow and our WorkPrint Gamescast on uh, your favorite podcast feed, uh, either Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Google's podcast um, service. Uh, just search the work print and you'll find our feed there. Uh, you'll find uh, in, in that feed, you'll find the games cast as well as uh, a bunch of other um, shows that are produced by writers and editors over at the work print. Uh, Christian is currently doing a Moon Knight podcast as well as reviews on the site. Uh, episode two is already up. Uh, he works fast. <laughs> he works very fast. Uh, so yeah, no, if uh, you're listening to the audio version of this podcast, give us a like, uh, subscribe to it, and uh, rate it. Comments are welcome. Uh, feedback of any kind. Um, and then over on our socials, you can uh, visit um, favorite social um, media platform. I think Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Twitch, and search the work print and give us a follow and subscribe there. And and as always, theworkprint.com, uh, where we have our latest, you know, news, reviews uh, for everything in the entertainment industry. Um, you know, we've got Moon Knight Episode 2 review, which I just mentioned. Uh, Christian did a really fantastic 
uh, a feature on alopecia uh, after coming out of the Oscars weekend with Will Smith's slap and how um, no one uh, is really talking about alopecia coming out of it. So it's called After the Slap, Will Smith Left, but nobody cares about people with alopecia. Um, there's a review of Netflix, The Bubble. Spoiler, don't watch it. <laughs> and, uh, so, you know, um, we got our weekly reviews of Atlanta going up as well. Did you watch uh, The Bubble? I did not. I heard, okay. I read Christian's review and I was like, this does not look good or sound good at all. Yeah, I enjoyed it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> My wife and I watched it the other day. I enjoyed it. It's definitely yeah. dumb. The cast looks like they're having a lot of fun. Uh, I don't know, man. I, either, I don't know, man. I like to, yeah. I like to like stuff. You yeah. have to be, for no, me, I, I, it I has to be like, that. I think for me, the worst thing you can be is boring, right? Yeah. And so, uh, I, um, if I'm going to quickly shout out, because this is a short podcast, if you're looking for something to watch, um, I, Apple TV Plus ha- is probably the best bang for your buck subscription service because everything on there is amazing. Uh, check out Severance, which has its first season finale uh to this friday um, and already got renewed for season two right yeah it got renewed for season two which is like even better uh part of me kind of wishes it was just one season but like mm. kind of excited to see where it goes with the second season um and then we're also checking out pachinko uh which is based off the uh which a uh, novel about uh the korean japanese war and uh not war but like the struggles of a, a korean family uh mm-hmm. through the occupation of japan uh, in South Korea is very well done, uh, really good. Uh, and so we've been enjoying all that uh, over here in our household. How about you, Rob? Where can people find you? Well, where can people find you personally? I don't oh, think you me, mentioned. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you can find me over on Twitter uh, at Bilal underscore Mian, B-I-L-A-L underscore M-I-A-N. And uh, I'll be over if I ever find the time again, uh, probably once we finish the move, uh, I'll be streaming uh, over on the WorkPrint Twitch account. Um, we got uh, internet hooked up. Uh, the modem router is in the office where I'm nice. setting up everything. Nice. So, uh, so good. I, I, I'm even debating, like, do I need to run ethernet in this house anymore if everything is just in this room? Right. Uh, and because it, it, it's working out great. So I, I'm very pumped <laughs> uh, yeah. about all that. You, uh, uh, spoiler, you will end up running Ethernet everywhere in that yeah. house because your set-top boxes and stuff like that, whatever streaming stuff you use. Oh, you, yeah. A part of me does want the TVs hooked up, so yeah. just, just got to figure out the right way to get yeah. that all done. I mean, I, I paid... I, I bought the like Ethernet adapter for the Fire TV Cube and the Fire TV Sticks yeah. and stuff like that just so I can have it like plugged in because uh you don't you want to drop buffer yeah yeah and yeah you know what you're you're paying all that money for that speed you want 4k all the time baby (laughs) i got what what was it like 940 up and 940 down it's a symmetrical fiber that's beautiful that's nice that's real nice yeah that's real nice yeah uh as for me you can find me across pretty much all social media at sunnyvice20 s-u-n-n-y-b-i-c-e two zero and uh and yeah, that's it. Honestly, I, I need to be better about my social media. Um, I feel like... Sometimes I go check if you tweeted this week and you have it and I get sad. <laughs> yeah. Because every time you do tweet, it is something special. <laughs> <laughs> I, try to, I try to keep it that way, but uh, I should probably just... I don't know. I should be better about that stuff. Um. But yeah, and, no, uh, yeah, I think that- no, we are um, also approaching our 100th episode. Uh, we've got six more till then. And 
I might have some giveaways planned. Uh, or, we uh, we mind. we are talking about that. I actually yeah. uh, well mention something to you right when we get off this. Um, okay. But and with that being yeah. said, with that little tease, let's go ahead and wrap this up. Yeah. Thank My you wife's guys. Be so happy. <laughs> <laughs> thank you guys for watching and, and hanging out with us. Bilal, thank you for taking the time. I know uh, no on top of everything else you've got going on right now, it is a, 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 a holy time for you, and which means that your schedule is all over the place. And so I appreciate you just cutting out a little bit of time to hang out here with me and, and talk nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, until next time. Bye-bye. Uh, Bye-bye.